Welcome to the Oral Report, the sexual exploration podcast that goes beyond sex ed, where we share, advise, and make the world a better place. One orgasm at a time. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Andrea. Hi. <laughs> What's happening? Nothing. I wish I could take a nap. Oh, my God. God. So yes. many things to do today. My life just got like really busy with some like family stuff that happened. Like I just I have so many places to be this week. Ugh, that just sounds awful. I like I just want to lay down on Ugh, the couch. I just want to lay down on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> You're at that level. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even really that tired. I'm just like, ugh. Do you ever get tired thinking about your future? Yes. <laughs> I'm definitely. like pre-tired. I'm tired for what will be. Happening. I'm just. I think I'm slightly hungover. Mm. A little bit too much wine last night. That sounds great. Oh, yeah, because you're not yeah, I'm drinking. not having that problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I am allowing myself this weekend to partake because I had planned something with one of my friends yeah. that I like planned for a while back. And I was like, well, that's not going to be any fun if I'm not drinking. No. Yeah. So Sporting I events have... and alcohol go yeah. hand in hand. I'm going to have at least two days where I'm like going to allow myself. That's good. But Well, plus it's like almost... It's almost the end of the month. No, it's, it's not. actually it's, it's the not. middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like not at all. You did it. You got halfway through. You can celebrate. <laughs> Two weeks. Yay. Yay. And I'm not eating meat, which hasn't been as hard, but um, yeah. yeah. I'll still not do that. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Because I mean, eating like a hot dog or something, that's like really good. Yeah. That would. Go in the I opposite think direction. I'd probably feel sick. Well, I, I've been eating yeah. fish, so I don't think it'll be like bad. But. Yeah. But who knows what the fuck is in hot dogs? I don't. Ooh. Not me. I like them, though. I mean, yeah. 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 I'm pro hot dog. Mm, speaking of hot dogs, speaking what's of turning hot you dogs. on? Ooh, <laughs> you know what's so sexy and turning me on? I was thinking how grateful I am that I have my own period now. Mm. Um, what do you mean your own? Um, So I had been on hormonal birth control uh. since my... Probably since middle school and not because I was having sex but because my periods were so terrible when I was going through puberty yeah um but I got on the pill because I was like just in so much pain all the time yeah and it was always super helpful and and then once I did become sexually active I switched around different pills and I was on NuvaRing and I tried um Mirena and Mm -hmm. all these different things that kind of they were fine NuvaRing was annoying so like came out one time I was having sex and then I like no I was having sex and like I didn't know anything had happened and then we were like I don't know we like went to we took a nap or something and then we got up and I was like what's that on the floor and it was the new oh, <laughs> oh shit and I was like oh shit that needs to be inside of me yeah. right now and I like looked it up and it was like it's okay if you take it out for a couple hours but like put it back in there and I, yeah it was kind of scary wow. uh so I was like that's not gonna work and also like you can feel that it's just kind of a we- it's weird um, yeah, I'm maybe not it about works that. for some people, but it didn't quite work for me. Yeah. Um, and then I had Mirena, which is the hormonal IUD. And that one's supposed to last a couple of years. Five years, years. Five yeah. Years. And I was getting some weird side effects from it. Mm-hmm. And we did like the string check and the string had gotten all like messed up inside of me and they like yeah. couldn't get it out. So I, anyway, so I got that removed and I got the copper IUD which means, um, which is what I have now, and that lasts for 10 years. Holy shit. And that means that you have no other hormones going on in your body except your own 
hormonal oh, cycle. Interesting. Um, so it's it's, so it's literally not as bad for you then. It's not anymore. Yeah, but it it had been since I was like twelve or thirteen that I've been right. regulating my own hormones. Yeah, and yeah, like I've I've actually really noticed a difference. Yeah, and especially cycle wise, like. Okay, I'm on my own cycle now. I know like how long it is. I mean, periods last forever. They last like seven or eight days, which really blows. And they're my cycle is short. It's like 25 or 26 days. God damn, that's annoying. But it's cool to like see what your body's doing and be like, oh, well, I'm horny right now because my body wants me to have a child, and I'm not horny now because I don't have any child making ability. Um, but it's cool. Well, that is nice to be able to. So, anyways, I'm on my period, and not that that's like the best thing in the world, but it is nice to be like oh no I'm just me and my hormones <laughs> yeah yeah getting back to nature yeah which no like no hate on hormones like they worked for me for a yeah. long time yeah yeah hmm. uh so yeah super sexy bleeding out of my <laughs> vagina and uh, that doesn't stop you though um it puts a damper on things for sure yeah yeah I mean I've had period sex but it's just kind of like I'm self-caught, just bleeding everywhere, and I'm just like, there's blood on your penis. That's I kind of think it's funny. I, yeah, I also think it's <laughs> like I'm, I'm just like, ha ha, on you. I mean, I've had like shower sex before, oh, while sure. like, um, you know, period, and there's just like blood on there's the just walls, like, yeah, it's, like, like oh, bloody God. fingerprints. It looked like a murder. literal, yeah, murder scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it kind of makes me laugh because I'm like, meh, yeah, fuck it, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, sexy. Yeah. What's turning you on? Uh, I used the Liberator pillow Ooh. last night. And Yours is red, right? Yes. I need to get a good mental picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's red, and it's, it has like a velvet cover. Yeah. So that's nice. Um, and I have the Wedge, right. which is kind of like their classic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. Is it worth it? Is it helpful? What if you I... just used a pillow? Mm-mm, no, not the same. Not the same. No, mm. definitely not the same. And it like it just it's it's kind of amazing what angle it puts your body at because it's just like the right angle. Oh, that's so cool. And there's so many different ways you can yeah. put it to yeah. use too. Yeah, I'll have um uh the slideshow. I'll put that up on Instagram because yeah. it's like all the different. We ways should you can do use it. a per- We should do a video of all the positions you can do it and oh with our clothes God. on. Yeah. 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 It was really enjoyable. Ooh. I liked it. Great. Oh, and I got it um, on sale. Really? Yeah. How much was it on sale? Ooh, 60 maybe? Maybe it was in the 50s? I don't know. Yeah. But pro tip, yeah. if you follow, like sign up for emails on the Any, sites, yeah. you will get discounts yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's so true. So, um... And, I mean, they do discounts for everything. I'm sure they'll do one for Valentine's Day. So. Ooh, that's an exciting idea. Yeah. And then, I am such a sucker, they, you know, sent me, like, a confirmation email. Yeah. And I had another, like, 20 or 30% <gasps> off. So then I went back on online and more. bought the, bought more stuff. <laughs> more. We are talking about... Uh, swap. swap today. Which, what does that stand for? It's a sex Workers Outreach Project. Wonderful. Chicago chapter specifically. Awesome. All right. And are we using your name? Yes. Okay. All right. So we are with uh, Cassandra Dom, and you are on the board? Yes. I've okay. been on the board of Swap Chicago for about four years now. Awesome. All right. How long has the Chicago chapter been in existence? It's been in existence for more than 10 years. Okay. Oh, well. 
Nice. And that is how you pronounce your name, Cassandra? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure. Yeah. I'm big on it, that. Got it. Because <laughs> we have Andra. Yeah. Yes. And not Andra. Right. That's good. It's, it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how many people are on the board? So it's fluctuated a fair amount. Mm -hmm. um, right now it's about five people, but it's been you know anywhere from three to about seven. I mean, we like to have an odd number <laughs> just so we can vote on things. Oh, true, uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But most of the stuff we do is pretty unanimous. So. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Cool. Yeah. And it, were they people who got together to start this chapter or just a single person and then people joined? Yeah, so the way... I wasn't around when it started, but okay. the way it's been mm -hmm. described to me is a bunch of people got together and they just wanted to basically like have some support for one another and to, um, you know, create some space to talk about sex worker rights issues in Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, and the national chapter had already been started. Um, so, you know, the group started almost more as like a, a gathering space, a get together, mm -hmm. sort of informal supports. Cool. Okay. And then kind of grew from there into, you know, doing work and outreach and figuring out how to engage the community at large. Nice. So were most of the um, people who started the chapter uh, sex workers at the time? I think many of them were. I don't okay. know if I can go on or off. Right. Or sure. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and when we say sex work, what kind of work do you mean? So, um, I mean, the short answer is a sex worker is anyone who identifies as a sex worker. Right. Um, though for the purposes of legal services and things like that, we use a really broad definition. So anybody who's done or uh, offered any sort of sexual erotic themed service for goods, money, housing, drugs, you name it. Mm -hmm. So we have, okay. for the purposes of offering free legal services, a very broad definition. Sure, nice. And, um, you know, for most of our, you know, organizational things, we, you know, if it's sex worker only, we just lay it out there, you know, people who identify as sex workers are welcome. Hmm. Got it. Interesting. So now are these, like, for the legal services, do the lawyers, um, like, donate their time? Or do you guys have a fund that helps pay for uh, legal fees? How does that work? Yeah, so we um, are, well, we were just able to offer a, a stipend for a legal clinic coordinator. Nice. So we have a coordinator okay. um, who gets compensated for their time. And then the all the legal services are offered through the Community Activism Law Alliance. Okay. And they're an organization that partners with community organizations to provide le free legal services. Nice. So they get funded through grants and pay their lawyers to do their work. Um, it is a very, you know, it's still community law, so yeah. people are, you know, working hard and, mm -hmm. um, you know, and making it work and often have, like, a lot of cases to juggle. Yeah. Um, but they've been really great and really helpful to us, and so... Yeah, you know, they, they're compensated for their time, but all the services we offer are free. That's awesome. That's Legal awesome. fees are so expensive. Yes, yes, they are. Oh, my God. And just in general terms, what kinds of cases, or I guess what do you see mostly when you're, when you're dealing with lawyers, and what do people need mostly from those legal services? Yeah, it's been all across the board. Um, I think that one one of the things that we often remind people that we do is expungements, because mm -hmm. um, we see mm -hmm. that as a pretty big barrier for people um, if they're looking for housing or employment or anything like that. Right. Um, and there is an income cap too. So we okay. offer all, it's all free legal services to people who are 200% of the poverty line and below. Uh -huh. um, and uh, an advice to any other, you know, people who are um, sex workers as well. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of expungements, but they also, they do everything. So they'll do, um, you know, they'll take on criminal cases. Mm -hmm. Um, and they've taken on like family law cases, help people with divorces, and um, you know they're 
you know, really, if there's some reason that something's really outside of their scope of practice, you know, we can always help find other other resources for people. But yeah, um, but they really, you know, say that they'll take on anything as long as it's within Cook County. Okay, okay. nice. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I, is this from like a lot of arrests mostly? People being arrested for, I guess, prostitution then. I mean, certainly, um, those expungements, the, I mean, anybody who has a prostitution conviction, mm-hmm. whether they've ever done sex work or not, right. are also welcome to access our services. Nice. Um, but it, it can be any uh, number of things. Yeah. So okay. people might have, you know, drug charges or just, ah, okay. you know, or other crim- variety of criminal charges. I mean, yeah. since I'm not the lawyer, I don't look at it. <laughs> right. We don't know. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people are discussing this with you right. all the time, but... Um, all right, well, since you brought the mission statement, yes. yeah. would you like to read it? Sure. Our mission is that uh, we support the rights of sex workers and their communities and focus on ending violence and stigma through education, advocacy, and peer support. Awesome. Nice. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about the education. Yeah, um, so education can come in a variety of ways, but one of the ways um, we do that is, um, of course, we educate organizations about sex worker rights. So we offer trainings. Um, you know, we do have you know a suggested donation if we do trainings, but um, when they're needed, we do mm-hmm. offer them for free as well. And um, to just teach people about what the realities of sex work are, um, how to um, understand the issues that people are dealing with, and how to approach it in a way that doesn't increase stigma for individuals yeah, who right. have done sex work or um, you know are currently doing sex work. Yeah, and also how to like approach um, issues related to harm reduction, sure. improve yeah. people's lives. We also, of course, educate individuals. So we educate individuals about resources and. Mm-hmm. Um, Options, harm reduction, safety—you um, know—the best way to, you know, basically get your needs met and yeah. be safe. Right. And so, what sort of organizations are you teaching this to? Or, you know. Yeah. So we get a lot of social service, mental health, mm-hmm. health agencies. Okay. Um, and you know, some we do you know annual trainings for their interns, mm-hmm. and other places you know request one training. We also sometimes will go to colleges where oh, people cool. have, you know, sexuality programs and they want to hear about, like, what does the sex worker rights movement look like? Yeah. 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 Where do you think um, we are currently with the sex workers rights movement? Well, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty big, <laughs> yeah, there is a broad question. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the... How far back would you like me to go? Go mm. as far back as you think yeah. would be beneficial because I know a very limited yeah, amount. Yeah, me okay. too. So, um, I mean, I would say the roots of the sex worker rights movement are really in some of the things that happened dur- during the feminist split in the 80s mm-hmm. okay. when, um, you know, Catherine McKinnon and Andrea Dworkin were sort of fighting against, uh, you know, depictions of sexuality and pornography. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the sex positive feminists started to feel concerned that um, the sex negativity around that mm-hmm. um, was going to contribute to the oppression, um, particularly because, you know, the perspective of sort of shutting down, um, you know, areas around pornography and, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, criminalizing and supporting the complete elimination of the sex industry um, were sort of aligned with, you know, some sort of more conservative values, 
and ultimately with sort of like patriarchal oppression. Yeah. So okay, was that in the um, in the eighties when Larry Flint of Hustler Club went like won a huge law case? Or? Probably. Okay, that seems right. But basically, it was the right to continue his magazine. Right. And yeah. so that split has sort of. Um, continued into the narrative around sex work Mm -hmm. Um, and in some cases the you know we of course as an organization we believe that trafficking is bad all human trafficking of course course, is bad (laughs) it seems like to go without saying (laughs) right Mm -hmm. Um, but there are some nuances there where there tend to be some splits in terms of the you know approach or belief in the um, best way to combat trafficking right so um Sex worker rights organizations, um, you know, really stemmed from often sex workers themselves organizing, um, coordinating with allies, creating um, visibility around their needs um, to look for ways to create safety, create community, reduce isolation, reduce stigma, reduce potential harm and impact um, for themselves and recognizing that, you know, in the culture we live in, that tends to be pretty um, repressive in terms of sexuality, that it is unlikely that anytime soon we will see like a complete elimination of the sex industry, nor would we advocate for that. Right, right. Um, and then on the other hand, you have organizations that do believe that there's no way to, you know, create sexually explicit material or to have an exchange um, that involves sexuality and money that is completely equitable. Right. We, yeah. of course, recognize that mm-hmm. there are countless inequalities in our culture that um, make it very difficult to have a perfectly equitable exchange um, in many labor situations. So many situations. (laughs) So, um, you know, our goal is really to, you know, listen to individuals, listen to communities, try to make sure that, you know, the community of sex workers that we're listening to is as representative as possible. Mm -hmm. I think that's been a real challenge. I mean, not just for SWAP, but for a lot of organizations. So it is something that we, you know, are continually working on and, you know, always inviting other people to, you know, share their opinions on Mm -hmm. and certainly hope that, you know, we continue to do a better job of uh, making sure that people with, you know, various experiences and different forms of privilege and power are able to have a voice in our organization. Hmm. Yeah, nice. Do you have any, um, does your organization have any, interaction with the police? This has been a a source of debate, so I don't Mm. know in how much detail Mm -hmm. um, we want to go into, but there is, you know, I think at at its core, a question about whether or not the organization wants to be directly involved with the systems of power that tend to oppress it. Right. Yeah. Um, That said, you know, like in a perfect world, like, you know, people who are, you know, arresting sex workers and, um, and everybody yeah. be aware right. of you know the individual needs and circumstances that lead people to um, to do sex work or to use drugs mm-hmm. and you know ways to you know use harm reduction and ways to best approach that or even you know mental health issues is the best way to you know approach somebody who's experienced a mental health episode yeah right yeah in your time with SWAP do you feel like the movement has made progress or is there any progress that you can see and like pinpoint? It's hard in this political climate to yeah. feel like yeah. I know anybody, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's uh, certainly, yeah, it is hard to see if any progress has been made. We we do feel that, you know, some of the legislation that's out there, um, you know, that looks to shut down um, or make less accessible um, any form of internet sort mm-hmm. of um, 
advertising tends to have a negative and harmful impact on the community. Mm-hmm. And, um, and right now, it's still legislation that's supported by a variety of pretty liberal Democrats. And um, you know, we certainly would like to you know, get more voices out there, make people more aware that this is not legislation that is supported by the vast majority of people who are organizing around sex worker rights. Right. Yeah. Um, and that we would like to you know, tr- work harder to have more of a voice mm-hmm. um, yeah. in, in that process and to make you know, people who are liberal, who do, I think, at the core, really want to see people, you know, have their rights be respected mm-hmm. and are concerned about human rights, are concerned about uh, labor practices, and, um, you know, to reconsider some of the legislation that's out there right now. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I, in starting my business, oh, yeah, yeah there's, there's just so much red tape around it, and yeah. um, it was like, we were ready to go live with the site, and... I, I got denied by the pro- payment processing company, yeah. which was Apple. Yes. <laughs> when, but that happened to you at multiple times, I thought, right? Like yeah. multiple different sites. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I went through four different um, sites. And then finally, the reason why I got approved by one is because I spoke directly to a person and I was like, just look at the site. Like, right. It's not, <laughs> right. It's not bad. Um, but yeah, because a lot of them, once... I don't know. I don't know what the process was with them, like, going through it, but, right. but it would just get denied because it's, you know... Explicit. Just, explicit. Yeah, inherently. Right. Well, and one of the crazy thing is um, I'm not allowed to sell any bondage gear. Oh, interesting. Any realistic sex toys. Right, you were Which blows my mind. Like, yeah. heaven forbid <laughs> we're selling something that, that looks, looks like our genitalia. Right. <laughs> like... <laughs> Unreal, but yeah, and then like um, no supplements, which sure. hey, yeah, I get that. I can get behind that because those things will kill you. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, it's just so strange. I'm like, oh my god, the Puritan society we live in. I know, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, yeah, but there's loopholes for everything. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, most of it. Most yeah. of it. Yeah, but yeah, I don't want to see the the sex industry go away. That's my industry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm trying to build in. Yeah. But, and also kind of, I mean, education's a really big part of what, um, you know, my, my business. And instead of, like, hiding it, just learn more Talk about, about it. it and learn more. <laughs> and then we can have actual conversations about it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the whole point behind this podcast. Right, exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yes, it comes full circle. Um, so now what's your, um, you know, personally, your background, I guess, or what sure. do you, you know... Yeah, well, um, I'm in the mental health field, so um, I'm trained in, you know, got two masters, one in social work and one in, one in gender women's studies, which is like why I like to geek out about the feminist sex wars. Yes, do it. Um, and um, currently I'm a therapist, so I specialize in issues related to gender, sexuality, alternative sexualities. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you, for therapy, that's just like open to the public or is it specifically with sex workers? Um, yeah, so the, well, I'm with a, a therapy practice right now that is, it's like a group practice, mm-hmm. so it's open. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we're, you know, we only take Blue Cross Blue Shield people. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> you know anyone who... <laughs> I used to be on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
before the I got good kicked days. off my parents' yeah. insurance. <laughs> Do you guys edit this, or can I say stuff off the record while we're talking? You oh, can you say can... things off the record just to just let us say know, it first, so yeah. I'll be able to edit it. Okay. Just say, like, this is off the record. Well, I'm not sure if this is off the record. I can double check. Uh-huh. Um, but I work with an organization called LifeWorks. So oh, if they cool. want to plug on your podcast, okay. they're we might totally welcome say to do that. that I work with LifeWorks Psychotherapy. Great. And we have offices downtown in Lakeview and in Skokie. Amazing. Oh, well, there you go. Well, there you go. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> yeah. And so now does the practice, um, does the practice as a whole specialize in? Yes. Okay. And say it one more time. LifeWorks Psychotherapy. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. cool. Yeah. And then also prior to this, I was working in community mental health. So doing very much like direct service on the ground, mental health um, services to people with chronic uh, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, in a variety of locations mm-hmm. in Chicago. So I was in Rogers Park, I've been in Englewood. Um, yeah. Have you seen any difference in like, you know, climate um, towards mental health? Yeah. Because I know, you know, there's been like so much, there is so much stigma. And I think, you know, people are trying to put more of a light on it. Mm-hmm. And especially yeah. mental health and sexuality, which yes. is like a whole I, conglomerate of. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't care if the cat drinks my water. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fill the mask. Very, very thirsty. You know that Here we share again. more germs with our pets than yes. with our spouses. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, so just mental health. health. Mental health. Sexuality and mental health and, like, that climate. And also, like, just their destigmatizing, you know, the mental health field. Because we both, we talk about, like, our therapy and stuff on oh, here. Oh, yeah. I'm so yeah. pro all of my... Th- I have two therapists. <laughs> Good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yes. yes. I'm a therapist and I also have a therapist. Of course. Because it makes sense. You must have a therapist yes. if you're a therapist, I think. Right. There's so much going on. Yeah, yeah. So seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Because I've noticed... Well, it was kind of strange because I um, am medicated for anxiety mm-hmm. and... I realized, like, within my own family, mm, we oh hadn't gosh. even really discussed it. So right. much stigma And there, my yeah. sisters and I have all been medicated for anxiety. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. I didn't even know that this was going on. And, like, and we're a close family. So, you know, talks about it. Yeah, it's just nuts. And then I asked my parents, you know, if they, either of them had experienced, and you know, anxiety. And they both said no, but like, I think they're don't lying. Don't lie. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I see lying. you and your... <laughs> Like, you know that that crazy feeling you get? That's anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we have developed new ways of talking about it. So I think that younger generations just have more vocabulary around yeah, it. Yeah, that's like, true. Are more aware of resources. And um, and there can be a pretty big disconnect between yeah. um, generations. About that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, it seems very generational. Yeah. That, um, yeah, it just was not discussed right. with, like, our yeah parents. I, I was really lucky. I, like, kind of knew what was happening to me because I had seen it mm-hmm. in my parents. And, like, I had a really supportive, like, you know, yeah, background and yeah. network. But yeah. I was lucky. Yeah. I know. Well, it wasn't, yeah, I had, like, a breakdown in front of my sister. And she was like, I uh. think you have anxiety. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. thank God. Cool. There's, like, an answer for her. Thank God it's not, like, a weird heart attack. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Not having heart palpitations, right. I'm just having an anxiety attack. Dying. Yeah. Not fun, Mm-mm. but the meds are great. Yeah. <laughs> Pro that. Yeah. yeah. And that's so amazing because it took that for, you know, you guys have a conversation about mm-hmm. it. And I think that right. that's really wonderful because it also like bringing it back to like sex workers, like 
I think it's really easy for that to be this thing that's not talked about too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, or this yeah. assumption too, you know, a lot of the myths around sex work are that, you know, people are doing sex work because they have a mental health issue, which is yeah. like, not true. Always true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when they do overlap, like it is very hard to find affirming services mm -hmm. that are going to understand those in a culturally competent way. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it is, and it's so, it's just not talked about. And people, even I, you know, even people I talk to, friends I have or, you know, people who are involved in like other communities like the LGBTQ community or the King community, I'm still surprised at how much lack of knowledge there is about what it means to do sex work and mm -hmm. um and and then people who have a hard time like letting go of those myths. Like yeah, we, right. we all have some internalized ideas about things and what it means. And um and I think it is a challenge to challenge ourselves to understand it in a deeper way but yeah. I really hope that people you know consider how to do that in themselves consider mm -hmm. how they you know understand and process their own sexuality yeah so that they can then you know show up for other people and not you know unnecessarily put additional stigma or on themselves well and I think I think just the fact that though the term sex worker is now a thing right just put some like humanity behind it right you know and then suddenly it's not just this like stigmatized word it's like oh that's your job they're doing sex work okay right. that it makes sense. an exchange yeah. of good and services mm -hmm. yeah yeah i know and i saw something on i don't even i like stopped in a gas station and it was on the tv but um on one of the news like a national news um channel was talking about legalizing prostitution and how like i think there's been more of a discussion about that yeah. recently like i still think we're very far away we're far from it but i think it's i mean people are at least talking about it yeah so interesting. Our, our organization is specifically supporting decriminalization. Yes. Yeah. Instead of legalization. legalization. Yes. Yeah. Oh, can oh. you talk about the difference between those two? Yeah, I don't yes. think I understand the difference between those two. Yes. So decriminalization would um, reduce, like, you know, that basically the consequences. So you don't have any criminalization around the work, mm -hmm. um, but it's not fully legal, so it's not regulated. Okay. And the mm. reason we support decriminalization, um, which is also supported by the World Health Organization, mm -hmm. Amnesty International. Yeah. yeah course much to the dismay of certain organizations yes. mm -hmm. I don't know if I should name them mm -hmm. um, we do whatever you want yeah. <laughs> say it case uh -huh. okay. we okay. don't we yes. tend to disagree with them oh, okay we were going to interview them yeah and um in like a pre-interview you know they asked oh, our yeah I remember this our um our stance on porn and I was like uh. <laughs> what kind? Uh, yeah, I was yeah. like, I like it. Like, I, like, yeah. yes. like, I personally enjoy it, but, but yeah. And then, because um, I'm going to an expo in Vegas soon, and there's going to be 500 porn stars there, so I wanted to interview somebody. And so I was like, well, I was thinking about interviewing a porn Open star. Open for all opinions right. and interpretations, but personally. Yeah, yeah. And But I think because we don't have a hard anti-porn stance, because I mean, hello, we like it. Um, yeah, I don't think that they were open to doing an interview. No, probably not. We, yeah. we do Crazy. have a very, very, just a huge difference of opinion when it comes to yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Because I, they are sort of on the 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 side that believes in the abolishment. Which of all. I understand Ooh, that idea, but I don't. I don't I mean, think I agree with it. I, yeah, I don't think I agree with it either. I don't think that's the answer to ending exploitation. I don't think it's gonna right. work. It's not gonna <laughs> right. happen. Yeah. No, I mean it's like trying to like abolish alcohol. Mm -hmm. Not gonna happen. My personal feeling is that much of the uh, injustices that we see in the sex industry in 
any form of sex work is more a reflection of our, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. cultural problems, which I think is, you know, much more obvious yeah. since the Me Too movement is mm-hmm. much more public, um, rather than it driving the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and that opening up, like you said earlier, having the yeah. conversation is where that's going to happen. Um, yeah. And the reason we also aren't for legalization yes. um, yeah. is because of those systems of power um, tend right. to take the control right, right. out of the individual workers. Ah, yeah. Got it. Okay. And, well, and of course it would be a bunch of men. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <Typically>, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not 100% across the board. There no, are some great but, women who yes. are like driving forces in various right. forms of the sex industry, but also like still power dynamics that can be problematic where you, right. you know, no matter who you have in power. Yeah, I never even thought of that, but absolutely. I mean, of course that would happen. That's what happens on a daily basis. Right. So, hmm, it's interesting. And what, what I have observed and, you know, gathered from talking to people, you know, my work doing community mental health outreach and um, just my experiences is that when you start, you know, putting a lot of you know, rules, regulations, requirements, or when you get rid of things like, um, you know, like free or cheaper online advertising, like mm-hmm. Backpage, the people who are impacted are the people who have the, le- the least. Already. Right, right. People yeah. who are often sort of, you know, trying to make ends meet. And, you know, to make that harder for people does not make sense. Right. Um, yeah. As far as I can tell. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's like, kicking people while they're down. Right. <laughs> right. And a pathway to things that would maybe be worse for them in the long run. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is why our goal is to get people, try to figure out sort of the resources that people need. Yeah. And I think this is still, I mean, I think it's still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we, you know, certainly not met all the needs out there right. of the, you know, everybody who's done sex work in the city of Chicago. Right. But, um, you know, an ongoing process and, you know, something that our, that's really what our, part of what our street outreach is. Um, yeah. Yeah, how can we talk about that a little bit? Um, Do you guys have any idea, like, the approximate number of active sex workers in the city right now? No, and when I've talked to people about this, it's interesting. I've asked a lot of people. Um, I've asked people who represent Case. Uh Mm -hmm. I've, you know, read about it, and, um, you know, people like to throw out numbers. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is that there is not a good number that anybody has right mm. now. Right. I mean, no one's doing... Because people are... I mean, yeah, you have to be secretive about You're it. You're not going to admit, talk about yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't do a poll of who's... Right. Like, and even if they did, who would answer it, yeah, truthfully. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I'd be curious, though, to see if someone does want to take on that research or, you know, try yeah. to get some estimates and... Make um, it make a university do it. I'm sure they could. I know, right? You know, yeah. Make a paper out of it or something. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so the street outreach. So what um, what does that look like? So we have two, actually three locations right now. So we do one on the west side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's around it's like around three thousand West Madison, and then we have one up in Rogers Park. And basically, what we do is set up a table right now, and then we have resources. So we have condoms um, at some of the locations. We do also clothing pantry. Mm, cool. We have food and coffee that nice. we hand out to people. Mm-hmm. Um, we have information about SWAP, about our legal resources, other services we provide like um, support group and um, and you know general community supports, and um, and then we also like give out other yeah. like, community resources okay. and you know how to so how do you get the word need. out about that? How do people know where to find you guys? Because we show up every week. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's just kind of like a word of mouth thing. Yeah. Okay. And um, it's been happening. It's. Gosh, I don't even remember exactly when it started, but it's, I 
think pushing two years now. Cool. Nice. Um, so it was a lot of, you know, showing up with stuff that people wanted and just, you know, building trust with the community. Yeah. Sure. This yeah. is a broad question that you, I don't know, it might be like a, a large topic. Have you seen uh, any increased relationship with the ongoing opioid crisis and homelessness in Chicago and the amount of people that are coming to you for those resources or uh, like an upswing in those people doing sex work or do you see a relationship with that? Yeah, I mean, I mostly would be speaking here from the work I've done <laughs> doing community mental health. Right. right. I oftentimes find that if someone like, and there is like, does seem to be some gender correlation, which yeah. also could be like, could be my bias, like Perhaps. asking you know, female-identified people more than male-identified people. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, typically when I ask somebody, you know, if they've done sex work, if they're low-income and have a history of drug use, there's often an overlap, an overlap. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that said, of course, there's plenty of people who do sex work who don't use drugs of or course, alcohol. Of course, right. And, um, and people who, you know, get sober while they're doing sex work or, yeah. you know, any number of those things. Yeah. Um, but certainly for our very broad definition mm -hmm. of sex work, yeah. that means if you've ever, you know... Exchange. An exchange of goods. Yeah. Or yeah. any sexual behavior for drugs. It's right. just exactly. not an uncommon thing that we see because especially in, like, there are so many informal economies that yeah. you you know don't yeah. have that much, and you know I mean it. I don't always think it's entirely different from you know someone going out and having someone else buy them a bunch of drinks. Like there's right. not right. Yeah. You know there's oh, yeah. so many ways that our social exchanges happen. Some being more stigmatized than others. Sure. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like I mean come on who hasn't like, right you absolutely know, <laughs> buy me drinks all buy night me a drink. and, <laughs> yeah and I'll go home with you right. but yeah. It's yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. much the same thing. <laughs> right. And well I moved um from I used to live in Lakeview and then I moved up uptown. Um so I'm seeing so much more of yeah. that and I've been invested in like learning more about especially mm -hmm. homelessness and the opioid crisis here in Chicago yeah. and I'm from Ohio where it's also oh, a huge yeah. problem. Yes. And um, I'm from Missouri. Right. Also so huge. It's, yeah. yeah, we're all surrounded by it. And mm -hmm. it's I mean, yeah, it's devastating, but you read all these articles about women and they're like well yeah of course like everybody I know has woken up with somebody in their sleeping bag or has exchanged services for drugs or goods or what have you and mm -hmm. yeah that's a huge overlap yeah yeah and on that note too for the street outreach we do offer needles and oh Narcan too awesome so, um and we're looking into also expanding there's testing there yeah. in cooperation with other organizations mm -hmm. who may also be able to provide our own testing in the future. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's hard to say because the needles were a more recent thing. Yeah, so, which um, I think is so, so now, yes. great. Is that, so people have clean needles yes. to yeah. use? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Yeah. Now, of course, I'm sure you have people say that that's like, you're encouraging the... Sure. But sure. We, we have a, you know, harm reduction stance on right. drug yeah. use on everything. So, you know, this is harm reduction. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Would rather people use drugs safely. Yeah. 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 Rather, especially, yeah, than passing things yeah. around the community. And, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's all given to us um, through Chicago Recovery Alliance. So they've been really great. Got yeah. it. And they have a whole list of, if you go online, they're like drop points. So if you're. Oh, awesome. Talk to anybody or if anybody's listening and they, you know, need to figure out where to send somebody for clean needles, mm -hmm. you can go online and find all their nice Very regular cool. points that they show up. It mm. sounds like you work with a lot of different organizations. Are there like a few that like are your like you feel very close to or passionate about that 
I don't know, you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, I mean, I assume we can be public about our yeah. relationships with yeah. everybody. Because people can look it up online, right? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know how much of the information we have online. But, like, the Knight Ministry has done a lot yes. of work with us. They've been really amazing. What a cool really organization. Yes, they're yeah. wonderful. Well, talk about them a yeah, little bit. Yeah, talk about them a little bit. Maybe. Sure. What I mean, like, do you <laughs> yeah, know? sorry. I only know about them because I've, like, done all this weird research. Or just, like, what's... I, I they do a lot. I don't really know about the They Night do Ministry. a lot. They have a bunch of stuff. So they do, yeah. you know, street outreach and... Um, they have, like, vans. I always see their vans. Is it specifically for, like, homelessness or... I think it's for anyone who comes, like, shows up. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, the target population, I believe, is, you know, people who are unstably housed or, mm-hmm. or homeless and, um, and who need, you know, support of any kind. Yeah. They also have, like, a youth shelter. Yeah. Oh, that's Which nice. is really great. Yeah. Um, and it tends to also be really, I don't know if it's explicitly, but really LGBTQ friendly. Yes. Okay. Um, so they're, yeah. And are they backed by a religious org? No. <laughs> I, that looks like I a like, no. Yeah, that looks like a no face, but I like... I get ministry, though. Yeah, but I'm like, but yeah, maybe? The, the ministry word is a little... Yeah, but interesting. Everyone I have spoken to there has been very, yeah. you know, supportive and values have been very much in line with our organization. So. Very cool. I'd love to talk to them, too. Yeah. 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 I love nonprofits. Yes. Yeah, I can, um, you know, yes. text the people I know over there and say, hey, anytime. Cool. Yeah, I yeah. would yeah. love... Yeah, it's nice to just, I mean, we want to cover all the topics, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, especially ones that can help people, so. And yeah. Howard Brown, too, is also oh, yes. supportive yes. of us. Yeah. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We got kind of unexpectedly declined a renewal of our space. Oh, no. Um, and we're very quickly looking for somewhere to um, host our support group, which... Oh, no. um, you know, support group is sort of like a loose term. It's really like a community right. uh, building, resource sharing, yeah. you know, opportunity for people um, in a space where, you know, people who've done sex work or are currently doing sex work can come and just talk about, you know, Whatever. any issues that they're facing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but so Howard Brown stepped up and offered us a space. So oh, they've been hosting awesome. us. Yeah. Oh. At their Sheridan location. And it's just like the first Saturday of every month. And they've been fantastic amazing i have so many friends that have used their services they're yes. awesome yes they're really good yeah they're easy yeah. to refer people over yeah there. yeah yeah it's so nice it's good to have to know you're not alone yes yeah. <laughs> and chicago has so many cool resources yeah wow. yeah what's the warm line oh yeah our warm line is um it's the number listed on our website that you can Great. call it rings through to a few of the board members phones mm-hmm. mine included mm-hmm. so whoever kind of picks it up first we are still some working out some of the kinks so if people sure. call it and don't get a response you don't need to bother to leave a voicemail just call back <laughs> in yeah. an hour which is why it is a warm line so not now, a hotline right ah, ah, okay. so now is this i mean are you getting calls at like four in the morning no, I mean, I think once I was awakened by a phone call, but I mean, certainly if people need to call at any time. Right, I mean, you're inviting that's what, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's what we're there for. Um, I mean, we, we don't have on-call services. We can't run out sure. and get people, but, um, you know. What I sorts think, of I things do people call about? All over the board. You know, a lot of people just, you know, want to, you know, we'll ask about resources. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people call about housing. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's just like a big one in the city of Chicago. Yeah. Anytime I'm working with anybody who's, you know, dealing with like a lower income status, housing is just like, it's astronomical. Yeah. Being able to afford housing um, and then food and all the other things, even if you're on disability, is really a challenge. Yeah. Hey, I can barely afford those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, there's just so many amazing resources that you guys have. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, me too. Well, we are also interested in you. I mean, like, obviously yeah. we've talked a little bit about you and a lot about um, SWAP and that organization, but how did you, what drove you, I guess, to SWAP in general? Like, what is your background there? Yeah, I mean, I've always been interested in issues related to gender and sexuality. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. so I got my master's in gender right. studies. Right. Um, so issues related to social justice around sexuality, um, and then also around, like, you know, inequalities in our society. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, there were several organizations that I'd volunteered with over my time, like I love the Chicago Women's Health Center. I volunteered with them for a while. Um, and, uh, the Illinois Caucus for Adolescent Health, I volunteered with them for a while. Um, and you know, when I started working with SWAP, it just, you know, I, I love that it's a grassroots organization. Mm -hmm. Um, they have a really passionate people, um, you know, willing to do boots on the ground kind of work. Um, and also just such an opportunity for growth. Um, you know, now we are, we are able to pay some of the people, at at least with stipends who do work for us. Um, but you know, when we, I started about four years ago, it was a 100% volunteer run and operated. So joining the board was really like joining, trying to run this organization, um, and try to, you know, meet needs that are out there Mm -hmm. with very few resources. So we're a little scrappy. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. kind of fun right yeah exactly um but always looking for more opportunities to expand and to you know get more resources out there and to get more people involved people Mm -hmm. who have an investment in the community and um you know and more diversity um in our you know group membership and among you know particularly like you know any positions of power or on the board Mm -hmm. and anything like that so yeah nice cool yeah so how can people yeah volunteer how can we help yeah. do you volunteer do you need money <laughs> resources we, like what we'll are you always accept money of course mm-hmm. and we always have volunteer opportunities too cool. um and you know even you know connection to new resources so yeah, yeah. there's lots of volunteer opportunities um you know you have to sign up in advance and mm-hmm. meet our volunteer coordinator but you know there's uh the street outreach mm-hmm. does accept volunteers um who would like people to have a little bit of training because you mm-hmm. are you know, standing out and like, you know, dealing with a community. And so we always like to make sure that people are, you know, in line with our values and know how to cope with and prepared. For, yeah. yeah. Right. What, what they're going to encounter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have, you know, volunteer opportunities for people who like to do events and things like Aww. that. You know, people want to show up. Yeah. 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 If people like to party. There are <laughs> lots of opportunities to get involved, um, for various things. Um, yeah, we have, uh, fundraisers we'll hopefully have an art show this year nice Ooh, um, cool. yeah and every year of course too we do a december 17th vigil which is you know, oh to honor, yeah mm-hmm. yeah sex workers who we've lost to violence in the mm-hmm. past year um because you know violence is real yes and oh yeah hate crimes against sex workers are real yes yep um and uh we also you know try to you know get the word out there too so we'll be we'll be out there this saturday hopefully Perfect. showing nice. ourselves as a you know sex worker you know, rights contingency in the larger women's march. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Because um, I think there's been some debate about how welcome sex workers are. In uh, yes, group. there has been. Yes, yes there has. Mm. Yeah. So we are going to make ourselves welcome. No, in a scene. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. If you're not welcome, you might as well right. make yourself seen and feel mm-hmm. welcome. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's any other opportunities for... Oh, we also... Um, you know, are always looking for experienced grant writers or people mm-hmm. who can identify grants, um, because we are so grassroots. Um, you know, we've we have some really great people who've been mm-hmm. um, organizing that, and uh, you know, we've been 
able to get some grants, but we're always looking for more, you know, more people who are willing to do the writing, yeah. identify grants, um, you know, any good ideas on that level is great. Nice. Um, we're also, speaking of Night Ministries vans, <laughs> thinking about um, getting a van. Oh, yeah. So nice. that we've been toying with that idea in order to sort of get more, you know, mobilization. To, yeah. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. as it is now, you can't really show up exactly where, you know, street-based workers are because you want to give people space to do their work yeah. and not yeah. draw attention. Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, and that's, you know, worked out for its purposes. But anybody knows resources or wants to donate. Right. We oh, are really cool. a 501c3 under Swap National right now. Really cool. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Someone can donate you guys a van. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this van. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well... Feel like yeah, cover, I feel like most we of... we did it. Yeah, yeah. Thank Perfect. you so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, Absolutely. nice and easy. Now we can eat this food that I've been staring <laughs> at. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Oral Report. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Oral Report, or email us at the Oral Report Podcast at gmail.com to have your questions answered in a future episode.